Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back into our multiverse yet again. Hello. <laughs> all, Another- all one of you. <laughs> Whoever's listening, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, too funny. People didn't like the good and talk. What's up with that? I guess not. And We're apparently, it didn't help us this weekend either. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're too upset that the Hawks lost, so they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. But so, yeah. Another week well, in the book. Another Seahawks game in the books. Unfortunately, we didn't walk out of Germany with a victory. The Buccaneers picked up the win over us 21 to 16. Real quick before we I start going like I like I do. Damon here. Jalen here. And yeah, you know, we didn't wake up early to watch anything. We just decided, you know what? We need our sleep. <laughs> so yeah. Got up. I think I got out in the living room about 8.30-ish. And it was the third quarter already. And we're down 14 to 3. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I wasn't really like, I wasn't like mad or anything. I'm just like, all right, you know, it's 14 to 3, whatever. And then <laughs> your mom says, oh, it's a, it's been bad. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what's going on? Like they can't stop the run, and Gino just fumbled. I guess you no, know, had just fumbled, and then well, actually, the first thing that I saw was Quandre get stiff armed. That was the first thing that I saw when yeah. I walked out. Was it? It was the score, and then the stiff arm, and I'm like, and and I'm watching that play, thinking to myself, why didn't you go up and tackle him? Like, why were you like running beside him? Like, like okay. All right, like, and then, I mean, I know people will say, oh, well, you know, because maybe he's the last line of defense, and so he's trying to slow him down. And I'm like, well, he could have slowed him down by trying to tackle him or tackling him, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead of getting stiff-armed, you know, like like when Marshawn <laughs> stiff-armed that guy, was that Porter on a... Yeah, on the... Saints, yep. Yeah, but so, anyway, uh, then you know, obviously, watch the rest of the game. But I, I did see highlights. I did watch everything later on. So, did you, did you watch any highlights, or did you just? I don't think I did that? actually. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I did. Things that happened early on the okay, so they I, were I was having, reading about things, but I didn't watch anything. Got it. Yeah, they were having trouble stopping the run. Obviously, we like, we know that we saw it, but we just didn't see what happened earlier. But something else that happened, like when they got their first touchdown, Brooks should have had an interception. It was kind of like the Barton one later. Uh, no, well, yeah, but also the Barton one that he dropped. Yeah, you know, it was pretty much the same kind of thing. Oh. But, but Brooke dropped it. Oh my goodness. And, and I'm not sure if it was the next play, because you know you're watching I'm watching highlight the NFL highlights. Uh and so sometimes I notice right away if it was the next play. Sometimes 
it's three plays later. You know, yeah. if you're not paying attention right at the bottom at the down, you, you're not going to know. But it was pretty. I, I mean, it was probably if it wasn't the next play, it was only a couple plays later. That's when Brady hit Julio on a crosser, and he went like thirty something yards for the touchdown. I mean, nobody was near him. I'm like, what? So, so Brooks doesn't intercept the ball, and then no one's anywhere near Julio. And so, yeah, that that stood out. I'm just kind of like, what? What? <laughs> and then. It also seemed like Seattle was, it seemed like they had chances and they were moving the ball. And like, he was hitting DK, the get downfield, and it looked like they were in field goal range. And then next thing you know, because however they do the highlights on there, they, if a team doesn't score or even kick a field goal usually, and even if it's a punt and it's not something great, like they don't even show it. Yeah. Like they're past midfield on one time, and I swear they're inside. You know, they're they're past the forty. And next thing you know, the Bucks have the ball. I'm like, what happened? (laughs) I don't know. So from that point on, you know, I don't really know what happened in the first half. And then we saw the second half, and basically we saw what the last half of the third quarter and the fourth. So yeah, and it didn't start out good, obviously. Buck score, but then Seattle goes down and answers it. You know, they had to convert a fourth and four, and he hits Lockett, yep. and then he hits Lockett for the touchdown. And oh, and that was the other thing. I kept hearing how Gino just didn't look good. But now, and I know it's highlights, and, and it is easy to, to talk about the highlights and say, well, I mean, they're highlights, that's where they show them. But I thought that he, you know, in. In the highlights, he didn't look too awful. Now, the fumble, did you see the fumble? I did see the fumble. Yeah, that wasn't a good play. I'm like, was that a designed run? Because we've talked about this. I do not like designed runs with Gino. I know they're trying to catch people off guard. Unless it's a read option, you should not do it. He can run if he needs to. It's fine. But... It shouldn't be a designed play. And it looked like a designed play. And I, I could be wrong. It's just maybe the pocket just collapsed so fast. That's why it looked like it. But anyway, you know, then he fumbled. and then But then there was a play later on a third and two that happened in the first half that he, like, you know, rolled out. And I just thought, okay, he's going to run for the first. And then he tried to throw it to a... Uh, might have been Lockett covered by a couple guys and he didn't complete it and I thought I, I did hear about that how he had like to give me first down yeah. but he didn't force it yeah I was like why didn't he run that time like I he had, he had been doing that all year <laughs> yeah <laughs> it seemed like an easy one and I was just kind of like huh that was an interesting decision there but but it happens like not everybody not every quarterback runs when they should and throws when they should. You know what I mean? Like even Russ early on when he would run a lot didn't yeah. always run and get the first down. You know, so it's kind of nitpicking. But then so oh and then uh, I, I guess we do have to mention the <laughs> the woolen pick. <laughs> yeah. That was his Did you probably hear- his easiest interception all year. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Now again 
I saw the highlight, but I also listened to a lot of sports radio and I heard different people talking about about this. So they ran they ran that same that same play before where Brady was lined up at the top and it was a run with Fournette. And when they did it, no one paid any attention to Brady. So Brady was on the sideline screaming at the coaches to do the same play again at some point because nobody covered him. Yeah. And so so uh, they ran the play again, but this time, you know, Seattle had told Wollen to, because he was, he was trying to bait him, I guess. That's what Pete was saying, that he was trying to bait him, but they just felt he was too far away. So they told him to kind of be a little bit closer. And so, anyways, basically, they knew they were going to throw it to Brady. And <laughs> so he intercepted it. And I'm just like, what a stupid play. Now, and, was and, this a good play. and look, Brady, the GOAT, right? We know that. But this is just another instance where sometimes, you know, players just got to shut up. <laughs> like, that is not there. I was listening to Mike Holmgren talk about it. He was like, yeah, it, it wouldn't have mattered who my quarterback was. There's no way we're doing that play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, those just things keep popping in my head. And then, so we score, try to go for two, don't convert. It's 21 to nine. And I'm thinking, okay, we haven't been able to stop the run. They're just going to pound it. And then, well, then Brooks falls. So it's third and oh my gosh, yeah. it might have been even, it might have even been like third and 12 or something like that. It was third and long. And Brady gets pressured and he has to dump it off. But Brooks, for some reason, wasn't really, he wasn't like with, he was with the running back, but also not like he was kind of facing the other way, like he was looking. Maybe he thought Brady was going to scramble, so he kind of kind of stepped in a little bit. And then when he, when Brady went to pass, he tried to step back out, and then he, he just, you know, stumbled and fell or whatever he did and ended up getting the first down. And you're like, okay. I mean, you're immediately just thinking, well, there, there that goes. You know, you just – you had them stopped, and you just gave it to them. And so now – but for some reason, they try to throw again. And Barton picks it off. Barton. <laughs> and we're like, oh my goodness, you know, look at Barton doing something. I could not believe my eyes. I know, right? I mean, he he has been playing better. I'm gonna give him his credit. He has been playing better. You know, a few weeks back I was I even tweeted out, like, yeah, he is not very good. And like people just and I was trying not to, you know, tweet any of that stuff, you know, and, and even talk too much about it because I was, you know, so against it. I mean, I did even say after Brooks fell down, I looked at you and I said, you know who wouldn't have fell down? Yep. B-Wags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been trying really hard not to say any of that stuff because it doesn't make any difference and Seattle's winning and, you know, so. But yeah, Barton's been playing better and he made a, a good play and... Seattle capitalized, but you know, it wasn't easy for him. They had a fourth and one, and yep. Gino kind of gets pressured, but throws a pretty good pass that that Goodwin's able to, you know, die for and, and catch for the touchdown and oh, leave for a ball game. Yeah, it was a heck of a play. As soon as, as soon as we woke up, once we woke up, they woke up. Yeah, right? It was like, oh, 
finally. So, so sorry about that, Hawks fans. <laughs> that's, that's on you us. Know, we should have gotten up sooner. Hey, man, I need my sleep. <laughs> that's true. You need it. You never, you never get a chance to sleep during the week. The uh, you know it's twenty one sixteen, and there's still what five close to five minutes left. Yeah, there is so, a decent chunk of time left. Yeah, I mean, it might have been four or whatever, but it, there was enough. It's like, all right, you know, you gotta, you gotta get a stop, and they just couldn't get a stop, and you know that happens. Like this really did, from what I saw, and even from the highlights, it just reminded me of just those frustrating Seahawks games that we've seen so many times. Well, I mean, always for <laughs> forever yeah. if you're a Fox fan, but but you know what I'm. But it got really frustrating once we really got good, and it was kind of like, why does why does this kind of stuff keep happening? And then this year, I mean, I do think it happened in the first week against Denver. Like this, probably this and the San Francisco game were very, you know, they were similar. Like they didn't really do all that much, but yet you kind of feel like they should have done better. And that was like when you would watch. The Hawks with Russ sometimes when it would happen, you're like, that should never happen. And so that's the feeling you got in this game. Like that should never happen. And so people are trying to pass the blame and they're like, oh, you know, so see, this just proves that Gino's not good. Like, you know how many people I saw say that? And yeah. I'm not trying to make it seem like we were all on the Gino bandwagon because we weren't. But I'm on it now and I'm gonna defend him because he he wasn't like awful and these things just happen i didn't think the play calling you know was amazing from from what i saw you know yeah. from the highlights and stuff like because you know there were third down plays there were certain plays where you know they didn't make a play and i'm like why did they run that there or why did they do this but that's just what happens when you lose right you just start looking at everything and why, why did the defense make adjustments and stop the run better against a team that wasn't very, wasn't a very good rushing offense, you know? Yeah. And you see him saying after the game, like, oh, we just weren't prepared for that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, after the first half, you could have prepared. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those games where you realize from just the whole fan base perspective that we have because i know there were already people who did think that we could compete but also win with gino like we thought we could compete but we still weren't expecting it and so we were like nothing's gonna make us mad right and i think there was a lot of people felt that way but this game proved that they totally changed the way we look at it because we all did get frustrated <laughs> at something yeah and we all did get annoyed and we all did go up. And so that's a good thing, but also like make sure we don't go too crazy on everybody because I mean, it's one, it was one week. We're still, you know, still in first place. Seattle usually does well after a bye. Pete usually does a good job. You got the Raiders. When we yeah. do come back. Ooh. Oh, they are just good segue right into into other other teams. Did you see Derek Carr breaking down at the press conference after the game? I I, I did. I didn't see what he was saying, but I saw he was getting 
emotional. Oh, he, yeah, he was emotional because he's just like, talk, he was talking about how he loves the coaching. He loves the coaches, loves all the coaches, loves his teammates. They work so hard. They put it, they they do so much to, to get out there and play and give their all. And, it, you know, and he just, he just very disappointed and frustrated and, you know, and you feel for him, but at the same time, you know, you it's easy to laugh you know especially if you don't like the Raiders yeah you know it's like it does suck because it because he's going to either him or McDaniels are going to be the one that take the the brunt of this season and maybe both yeah quite possibly and so and I and he knows that (laughs) yeah and so he's up there you know putting his whole heart out there because he knows like this is probably it for him in Vegas and that does kind of (laughs) suck but you know hey you gotta you gotta figure it out right as a team got to and and they're not just like Denver still not ah they just get it ah Denver they have the star and you're like Okay, well, they they have the start, and it's the Titans. So they might be able to pull this one out, right? And then, of course, we leave, and then we come back to find out, nope, they couldn't do it. The Titans won. Couldn't score another point, you know? They get, they get like, their first half points, and they, they might tack Great on a pass field goal. Rest but... to that one guy for the touchdown? Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, it's weird because I said the McNabb stuff, what was it, two years ago, whenever I said it, and I didn't, when I came into this, obviously, you know, I I said, oh, I thought he might win the MVP this year. So I wasn't expecting it. It was just kind of a, you know, well, we don't know. And that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, we don't know. McNabb fell off after year 10 and he just wasn't the same. And the more and more I watch, <laughs> I keep waiting for. It. I keep waiting for. It. No, he's gonna prove prove that wrong. He's gonna prove everybody wrong because, you know, we watched him for so long, and you just and you yeah. know how he can play. And he also has these streaks where where he's not as sharp. And mm-hmm. so that's the other reason why I'm still waiting because, like, if you go back to the uh, was it 2020 season. When when he started out so so hot, let Russ cook, but then he finished really slow. It's kind of similar to where to what he's doing right now in Denver. Now people can say, well, he's never been the same since then. But last year he, you know, he was a lot better than this. And I mean, Dang. his quarterback rating last year, his quarterback rating last year, I think was 103. He threw like 27 touchdowns. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was like 27 touchdowns and, you know, however many picks. Like, it wasn't, it was hard because of the the missed time in between and the new offense and stuff like that to, to get and feel like, and plus we were losing, so you don't, you yeah. remember it all, but he was solid last year for the most part. You know, like I said, I mean, you got a 103 quarterback 
rating, you're not bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he just doesn't look right. And you're just like, huh, I wonder what that is. But yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, he, I'm starting to think he might be done. He, but I know that as soon as I like really say that, he's going to go off gonna, and then yeah. everything's going to bounce back. And then he's, they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Everybody's going gonna... to be like, what, the, what in the world? Where did that come from? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, then another team that is kind of struggling right now and, and trying to find themselves at the Bills. Man, oh man. First off, just from seeing the things that happened, what a game this was between the Bills and the Vikings going into overtime. It was a highlight reel for the receivers. And... Oh, especially Jefferson. Oh my gosh, that catch was insane. You know what? It's, it made it's me think one thing to just you know make that one hander normally. That's impressive in itself, but also it's the fourth down situation in the fourth quarter. It's a big play, and the defender had two hands on the ball. Yep. And like you oh my gosh, and he had to go to the ground, way. take it from him while making sure it didn't hit the ground at all. Man, see, those are one of those plays that that make me go. I go back to the the fail Mary, and I'm like, and I've always defended the fact that it was called a touchdown because Golden Tate had his hand on the ball the entire time, like, mm -hmm. like that, like he grabs the ball and the defender grabs it with two hands. Now, the difference was he never ripped it away, yeah. but. They both still had it. Just the guy had two hands on it. Well, he had one. Now, in this situation, the guy had two. He had one. They get to the ground. And you could say, well, he didn't complete the catch. But you could argue, and like Richard Sherman even tweeted out, that the defender had two hands on the ball. How's that? I don't know if he tweeted out, how's that pick? But he did say, like, the defender had two hands on that ball. So I don't know if maybe because I'd have to go find it again. If he was just saying, how do you not intercept that ball? Or if yeah. he was saying, how oh, is that not an interception? Yeah. And that's kind of always been my kind of defense of the fail Mary. I'm like, Tate had his hand on the ball the whole time. So how can you say he didn't catch it with one hand? People be doing that all the time. So, yeah. so when I watch that play, I'm like, yeah, that's a great play. But it literally made me think of that immediately. I was just like, oh, there you go. <laughs> But no, great play. Uh, then they, the Vikings, they get down. They get fourth and goal at the one. They QB sneak it. They get stopped. And the Bills were up at this point. Like, I think less than a minute to go or something like that. So they get it at the one. And they try to sneak it. And they fumble. And the Vikings recover in the end zone for a touchdown. And it's just... So Utter well, chaos at this point. And then you had Josh Allen throw an interception in the red zone again. And that lost them the game. They went to the Bills, scored a field goal after the Vikings touchdown to force OT. Vikings got a field goal. Josh Allen throws a pick. And the Vikings beat the Bills. And you could say, like, the Bills aren't really in trouble because they've been in these games. It's not like they're getting blown out. But it's just bad mistakes, at, you know, at bad times. And you just don't like to Alan's see that. Allen's been struggling a little bit. It's, that's the thing, right? He hasn't. He's had, like, numerous 
interceptions in the red zone. And they yeah. haven't even they've been just bad also. Not I mean, interceptions happen sometimes. You know, you you throw it, maybe your defender fell down, maybe maybe a guy just makes a great play or you know, somebody tips the ball or it goes through a receiver's hand and the other guy's hand, whatever. But most of these have just been like awful decisions. And it's surprising to see, but also in a way not. And the reason why I say that is because when you don't, when you haven't, you know, achieved your potential totally yet, and some people say, oh, you know, they're still early on in their process, you know, so they have plenty of time, but they still are learning to win. Like mm-hmm. last year was kind of their, their real coming out. It was like, okay, they're, they're for real. Like everybody knew from the beginning to the end that they were a contender. And so this year it's, well, not only are they a contender, but Josh Allen's a lot of people picking him for MVP, you know, and just like I was telling you, what was it last week before the game started last week, they were talking about they were the best team in football, not the Eagles. Yep. And then they lost. And then they lost again. (laughs) And And I was saying to you, like, I don't understand why people are saying they're the best team. For one, the Eagles had been undefeated, but two, like, I had seen their struggles. So I'm like, what are they? They don't really have a run game, or at least they didn't. I mean, I don't know if they ran the ball better this week, but it doesn't matter. They lost. (laughs) So, yeah. So, anyways, they're struggling. The Vikings are, I mean, that's a huge win for them. And maybe it wasn't prime time. Maybe that's the kind of thing that makes Josh Allen realize. It shouldn't matter if it's prime time. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about those types of things. Exactly. And that puts the Vikings at eight and one on the season right now. They're they're on a roll. Yeah. And who else is eight and one? The Eagles. Oh snap. The streak is over. At the hands of the Washington Commanders of all teams. The one team that's struggling in the NFC East ends the Eagles undefeated streak. They beat them on yeah, Monday night. 32 to 21. In Philly, I believe, too. Yep. Struggling, but the Heineke effect. They love playing with him. You know, he's not spectacular, but they love playing with him. Like, you know, he remind. I'm not saying like he's fits magic necessarily, but like he has that effect on his teammates where, yeah, he's going to make mistakes and you're going to be like, what was that? But his teammates love him. So yeah, he should definitely be their starter for the rest of the season. 100%. And see, see what they can do. And for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, you had a bad game. I mean, they, they probably still should have won that game. They had a big play down the field and the receiver gets from behind and fumbles. Oh my and goodness. That, that was... basically cost them. And, and they had other turnovers. Don't get me wrong, but that one was yeah. like really huge. Once that would happen, that was pretty much like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, there's there's pretty much no way now. Oh, and then you had the stupid 
personal foul penalty that that guy committed. That was awful. Did you yeah. see that? At the end, Brandon Graham. Yeah, he freaking he like, out. what are you doing, man? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, uh. was, he he took a knee and you just tackled him. And then what? The thing that got me the most about it wasn't that he, even that he did it, but then. Like all the, because there were like three or four Eagles like right there, and they were all mad. But then they go to the sideline and show the Eagles coach, and he, he's mouthing, "You can't call that. You can't call." I'm like, "What do you mean you can't call that? He took a knee, dummy." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, that's an I, idiot play by your player. Yeah, that's a that's a big mental error. You don't you. <laughs> Like, you're just, I don't even know how else to explain it. You just can't do that. He's on the ground. Even if that wasn't enough, you also had another teammate right there. So even in the circumstance that a hit could be made, your teammate was already making it. Yeah, and, you know, it, look, it's okay. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's their first loss. It's, no, it's not that big of a deal. To right. me, it was more the reaction by by them you know it's like so if he would have took the snap took two steps back and took a knee and then your guy hit him you don't you would recognize that that's a penalty but because he was trying to kind of get away but then he realized oh i can't and he took a knee but he also it, it wasn't that he took it and they were like right there like he took the knee and he had to run up still and hit him yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just and like I, it wasn't like a situation on some of those like roughing the passer calls where like they can't stop themselves like whether it's because they're pushed or whatever he was on his own running up to him and he had plenty of time to you know slow it down or you know change direction yeah exactly but and, but he and hit he him anyway and it's like dude down like like you said like if he Maybe he couldn't slow down and he kind of run into him standing, but no, like he, he tackled him when he, so yeah, it, it was just bad. I guess watching the coach, I was like, oh man, what, how were you still mad at the rest for this? You know, like, did you not see what happened? But, but again, they'll, they'll be fine. And sometimes, you know, teams got to use something to make them mad and, you know, get a little bit of fire back. Not that they, they were in that game. Like I said, they, they probably should have won it, but. That'll be all yeah. right. If you make them feel any better, the Cowboys lost too. So there you go. Packers with a win over the Cowboys. How about them? In overtime, McCarthy probably helped them out. Well, that's what they were saying. I I don't remember what the play was, but they were saying he took some gamble and it cost them. Oh, and yeah, there the fourth down play. I don't even remember. They yeah, were we're, in field. It was a long field goal, but I, I think it was in overtime. They were in, or the fourth quarter, maybe. Oh, they yeah, were in. Yeah, yeah. It was four, like fourth and four, but instead of going for the field goal, they decided to try to pass it. That's right. That's right. And then he almost got sacked, and then he threw it, and it was incomplete or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're in overtime, and it's and at that point, Green Bay had already had a possession. So why wouldn't you kick the... And even if they didn't, why wouldn't you just kick the field goal? At least attempt it. Because, yeah, I mean, if it's a fourth down play and you don't get it, 
then you're giving them the field position and all that. But if you kick the field goal and you don't get it, it's the same thing. But the field goal wins you the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the four converting the fourth down doesn't win you the game. It just means you might have a chance. But then, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was stupid call to play too. So, but whatever. Yeah. It was their decision. But back to the Hawks. You know, got the bye. Play the Raiders. Then after that, play the Rams. <clears throat> Six and four right now. Still in first. You know, the Niners did win. So they're mm. right there. Gotta and, be careful. And yeah, it's like you don't want to for the Rams. Uh they're they're gonna be without Cooper Cup for with the Seahawks, they put him on the IR, so he will not be going against us in Week 13. Yeah. Stafford actually did miss the game this week, and they lost. <laughs> they were <clears throat> awful yep. against the Cardinals. The Cardinals didn't have Murray; they had McCoy. Oh, McCoy! He led them even better. But uh, I mean, Colt McCoy is the Seahawk killer right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I genuinely, I'm like, they might as well start Colt McCoy whenever they play us. Because right. for some reason, we cannot handle Colt McCoy. He is the Seahawks kryptonite. <laughs> for whatever reason. Cannot but game play. Yeah, to me, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to panic yet. I would think if we dropped the game against the Raiders then I could see people getting real concerned because yeah, even then I don't think I would be that concerned because the Raiders are a very talented team you know it's they just haven't put it together and at some point I mean they could not it's it's very possible that they just suck all year but <laughs> they could also put it together and I would hope it's a few more weeks from now, maybe like three, four weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it wouldn't totally surprise me. And and again, we talked about how Seattle does have these games where this has has happened, and it's been for a number of different reasons. And so you don't know. Like, is it going to be if if a if a losing streak starts or a streak, you know, of just troublesome games is it just the coaching is it guys getting tired getting dinged up and not being able to play through it you know what is it you know okay Gino isn't doing very good anymore like maybe they figured out something like what is it you know yeah. but I mean I think you got to take every game by itself I thought the way he he finished that game showed a lot yeah, definitely. Yeah, despite what he had done earlier, it's like went down the field and he got those touchdowns at the end. And you thought, just like you thought when Russ was here, if we get the ball back one more time, we're going to win this game. Yeah. Like that's what it felt. So, so why would anybody <laughs> be like, oh, that's it? He proved that he's not good or, or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy how quickly people jump. Like, that's why, you know, we, we like to take our time with, with certain things. Certain guys, you can't help but be excited about. Like, you were super excited about DK from the jump. And I was like, eh, let's yeah. wait a minute. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you were right. And then other guys you get excited for, or, you know, I get excited for right away. You know, I was excited for the, the linemen. I was, I was pretty excited to see Walker, but just not in that one drive against the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it just, it takes a minute. I try not to get too high or too low and hopefully, you know, this isn't a bad thing. You know, again, they lost. They didn't look very good for a big portion of the game. So, you know, there are some people like, oh, Pete Carroll's been humbled now because he had been saying certain things about, you know, or taking little shots here and there at Russ. And yeah. I'm like, this is why I was saying, you know, don't don't do these things because the minute that something goes wrong, everybody's going to throw it in your face. Exactly. And we don't need that to be part of this conversation. We just need to focus on, okay, we lost. Well, you know, what are we going to work on next week? What do we need to improve on? You know, keep our season going strong as opposed to uh, Russell this, Russell that, Pete Carroll saying this, Pete Carroll saying that about Russ. Yeah, just talk about this team and only this team. And, you know, during the wins, that's not what they're, or I shouldn't say they, like they were all doing it. But like I said, he was taking shots pretty much, pretty much after every win. (laughs) But then after a loss, he's just talking about what they need to do. And so it's like, okay, let's just stick with that all the time. Yeah. Don't even worry about that other stuff. Just stick with these guys, this team, where we're going, what we can do. And yeah. But yeah, it was a crazy week of football. It was. It was. Very entertaining. (laughs) I don't think I got anything else. You got anything? Um, yeah, no, I don't got anything else to add to football talk we're gonna rest up the team this week with the bye we'll check out what else happens around the league this next week and yeah all right up next we got a a wrestling pay-per-view to preview oh snap one this week one next week up next full gear preview let's do it boom All right, so before we get into our wrestling discussion for the week, there's a couple things that came up that, well, one thing we forgot to talk about uh, in our football talk and another thing that came up afterwards. So first up, we were talking about uh, how bad the Raiders looked taking another loss, but we didn't even mention who they lost to. The man, the myth, the legend, the greatest head coach of all time, Jeff Saturday. (laughs) yeah it's funny like you know all the all the flack he got which and and again you know we talked about i i understand why people are mad i i totally get but at the same time i heard somebody who had interviewed him or not i don't think it was an interview i think might have just been a conversation with him um after the game and he was basically saying that you know in other sports you know you'll in baseball, for example, they take guys from the booth, you know, who are former players like Aaron Boone, mm-hmm. Joe Girardi, and they make them coaches and nobody cares. Or, you know, and Steve Nash became coach. Now we cared when Steve Nash, yeah. you know, but I will also say that 
But one thing about this, okay, well, hold on. Let me finish that first point. So you're saying, you know, people are saying nobody cares when that happens. So why do they care so much in football? And you're kind of like, oh, that's a good point. But the other thing about that is, is that usually doesn't, it usually happens with white people. Like, yeah. sorry. It, I mean, it I'm, trying think, I'm trying to think of an example of when it happened with anybody who wasn't white. And I'm, it probably has, but it's escaping me right now. <laughs> yeah. So in one respect, it's kind of a good point. And another respect, part of the reason why his getting hired was a problem was because there is the thing still with minority coaches. And yeah, I'm sure there's minority coaches on that coaching staff that they could have given the interim, you know, tag, you know, job to. So, <clears throat> So I totally understand it from from that standpoint. And then and then from him saying that, I can see why he would say that. Because that does happen in other sports. And if he ends up being a good coach, nobody's gonna care. <laughs> at yeah, the end of the day, they're gonna forget all about it. But still, they won. He, you know. He obviously did a good job. No, then again, was it just he did a good job or was it the team just responded because they hated Frank Reich? Did, did you see how before he was hired as coach and everything, one of his last tweets was the Las Vegas Raiders look horrible? No, that's hilarious. And then he j basically just gets up off his couch and then in his first ever uh, – game as an NFL head coach he beats the Raiders like that's just too funny that is really funny and they should have <laughs> I mean how do you not know that he did that you know that they had to have known and yeah and then they still perform like that that's awful uh gotta use that as fuel man but you uh, know when the Panthers fired a rule they didn't bounce back and win that first week but then they did beat the Bucks, yeah. The week after, I think. So it's like sometimes you know, it's the change. Maybe he is going to look pathetic this next week. Who knows? But first week, he looked he looked like he was up to the to the task. You know. So yeah, Congrats. a successful debut for Jeff Saturday. Even though he started Matt Ryan, and that can't be good. <laughs> we shall see. Maybe maybe he's the one. Maybe he's going to get Matt Ryan. Over the hump. He's the Matt Ryan whisperer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we had the Russell Wilson report. <laughs> this was very bizarre. It's so, just getting crazier and crazier over there. So apparently, a there is a report that came out this week that He's basically been audibling out on the field into plays from when he was in Seattle and plays that the his teammates on the offense don't even know. And I'm I it's funny because I'm not sure how I feel about this one because I don't know exactly what they mean when they say this because Okay, so for example, when we played Denver, Tyler Lockett was yelling on the sidelines how we see using the same hand signals that yeah. he used. Uh-huh. And that's one thing. And I totally get, yeah, you gotta change up your hand signals. 
But then there is other things. And, and also, if you play with them, you would know that. And if you're really in tune, like so. So when you got a guy who plays for a team like in division and then you trade him and then then every week they're like, oh, he was at he was on that team. Right. Like if you've got somebody from the 49ers halfway through the season. That they cut or you know, whatever, or they end up putting on the practice squad or whatever, then then you sign him. And then everybody's like, oh, that guy might know something. Right. Yeah. And so Lockett knows Russ pretty well. So he, he knows that, but other people might not have keyed off on that, but also they don't know like, okay. So me and you had talked about how Peyton Manning, you know, was doing Omaha everywhere. Right. Yeah. You know, they have certain words that they use, but they're, but, but it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing everywhere. So my question is, is he call, is it, are they talking about his calls? Is he saying the same verbiage and they don't know what it means or is he literally calling the playbook play? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's a, there's a difference there because if he's using his lingo, then they should know his lingo because you can, what's wrong with bringing your lingo over. If, if he knows the playbook and he's using it and he's just saying it his way, but it, but he knows the play and they don't know the play, then maybe they just don't know the play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure what this really means, but it's just another one of those things that shows that there's a bunch of just craziness going on in Denver. It's, yeah, it's a mess, and it's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Just from It's been bizarre on the field, and now it's getting, you know, bizarre with you know, this other stuff and just the situation with like, what's going to happen with the coach when the season ends, you know, are people got to lose their jobs because of this season? Like, and it's. Then did you see that? Just, he add more, just adding more to the pile with this situation. Oh, I mean, that's, it's it's not going to stop. It doesn't seem like he was at the presser and he's wearing the wristband and everybody's going crazy about that. You know, <laughs> that's, that's so, actually kind of funny. <laughs> like I look at it like, like I told you, either let him call the plays and and watch it burn, or get better, and or or he needs so because you know they're what the other thing that was reported was that they're clashing over plays. Yeah, and that's another thing he's getting online. Then he's audible and nobody knows. So they're him and Hackett are clashing. So one of them just needs to concede because if Russ concedes and they still suck and the play calling still looks atrocious, then you know it's Hackett for yeah. sure. And and really, Hackett's gone anyway. Like, I mean, unless they can find a way to trade Russ, but then you're like, you know. They're, they gave up too much for him. There's no way they're going to trade him yet. Exactly. And then if people think that he's done, then they're not going to trade for that contract. Right. So. So then you just let him call the plays because, look, heck, it's good. You got to be smart enough to know, like. I don't even think if they finished good, he has a chance to keep his job. I think at this point it's over there. Like you said, there's just too much. There's something every week now. And regardless if it's all his fault or whose fault, he's the coach and. 
they were supposed to be better. And he's going to take that fall regardless. So one of them just needs to sit back, know that, hey, the season's done. So if let whichever one take the reins and see what happens, because if you're if you're the Broncos, you you want to. You want Russ to call the plays. And the reason why I say that is because if they, if he doesn't do well, then you can say, look, you tried it your way. Now we're bringing yep. in a new coach and you're going to listen to him. <laughs> All right. Yep. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, you want somebody that he's been around like, and look, this won't be a popular thing, but I'm just telling you what I think. If, if you want to maximize Russ, then you need to hire a shoddy either as the coach or as the offensive coordinator, because he played for the most part, like statistically, like his best football under shoddy. It wasn't until, you know, they decided to let him cook. And even at first that was great. And then when Pete Pete and Russ started clashing, when, when Russ had that bad game reflected on shoddy too, and so he had, he kind of, he started clashing a little bit with Pete because he wanted to just keep calling the plays how he was, but Pete wanted him to do something else and everything just got messed up. Right. Yeah. But he's the guy who knows Russ and he'll listen to him, but he'll also be like, look, you know, there, there's a, there's a trust there in, in a way there's a, I think there's enough there that Russ would listen to him. So, anyways, it will never happen, but <laughs> I'm just saying. It's still oh, crazy. Man. Still crazy. Craziness going on everywhere in the league, man. Just one of those things. Always green. You got to be careful what you wish for. Yep, pretty much. Sometimes it doesn't. It's working out here, you know. We could have we could easily be horrible. They could have drafted awful and then we could have and then they could have been great. Mm-hmm. And we could have been doing the same exact thing. But luckily for us Hawks fans, that's not the way it went so far. <laughs> Yay for us. And not for <laughs> Russ. Oh, oh put that on a t-shirt. Bar. It'll work out better than the season of Easton shirt that we try to make. <laughs> no, I'm not making no shirts like that anymore because we did that. And then look what happened. And if you make that shirt then bad things so no bad things bad right. things we we can't we can't do that no good call good call <laughs> all right but i believe that finally wraps it up for uh football i think we're good now yeah now back to our regularly scheduled segment pro wrestling we got a pay-per-view this weekend Talk about tomorrow for this recording. I'll be the main event against CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) So full gear tomorrow for recording this. So, yeah, let's just talk about it. I'll just get this first one out of the way because I don't want to talk about it. Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I try to... I. You know me. I try to be positive about a lot of things when I'm excited for shows and stuff like that. I got nothing good to say about this one. 
<laughs> I know, and you, and it's not like you don't love Sting and and Darby, but yeah, yeah, it really I really do love those guys, but I'm like, what the heck? What are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, not things don't work for everybody. You know, it's all just supposed to be, you know, the TNA, uh, just well, yeah, the, and, and, the with, and with Sting and Jeff Jarrett, they even go back to WCW, but it's yeah, still like, which is like, okay, it's not like. Yeah, it's not like it's flair or something like that. Yeah, not anybody wants to see that exactly. anymore either. But and it's like, okay, that's uh, okay. I, they have history. That's fine. Why would I want to see it now? Though? Yeah, leave it in the past. Yeah, it's. And now we shall too. We shall. Sorry, how do you do? How to take care of the dog for a second? <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> another match we'll go with the match that just got added officially recently the TNT championship match this is going to be interesting Wardlow versus Hobbs versus Samoa Joe triple threat alright alright now wait is Joe still the TV champ of Ring of Honor yes okay I mean, it's still going to make it interesting. No, okay. Well, look, it's going to be interesting. But Give it to Hobbs. I think they should, and, and this is probably why they made it a triple threat, so that way Wardlow doesn't have to take the pin. And plus, you know, they just started the whole Wardlow and Joe thing. That'll probably carry on. There's a Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming up, so I'm sure this will probably play a role in that, get the TNT title to Hobbs and do something with him with that. And then these two can go off and do that. Exactly. But it'll, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a physical match. It's going to get all kind of physical in here. This is, yeah, that's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward to that one. And then the trios championship. It is official. The elite are back to take on death triangle. All right. I only have, uh, this is the only thing that I, uh, other than when Christian comes back eventually, the only thing that I'm looking forward to in AEW, and this isn't, I'm not trying to take a shot at them. Everybody keep doing your thing. I've just, I haven't been watching a lot of wrestling lately. So yeah, I just don't necessarily care. Not again, not to be rude, but they're, they're busting their butts, doing their thing. I just want CM Punk to come back. <laughs> I just want it to happen and it all to have been a work the whole time. I yeah. want him to like, I want before that match happens, I want them to pan to the back and you see like Hangman Page is, is knocked out. Who did it? And then a little bit yeah. later, Colt Cabana is knocked out. Who did it? And then that match is going on and everything's happening. And then like somebody comes from the crowd or, or maybe he even has a couple people with him. They come out and nobody FDR. knows. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yo, there you go. Like, okay, why are they doing this? You know, whatever. And then CM Punk comes out. You're like, oh, it was all a work. And and even Cole Cabana was in on it. Like, I'd be like, oh, you guys got me so good. And now that's all I want. Like, I just want my fantasy booking to happen. That's all I care about. <laughs> that would that would be wild. And that would be ah. Uh, Cost either, either cost the elite the match or they they attack them after after they win them back or whatever. I don't yeah. care. Just 
that. And I just want to see everything that's said after that. Like, that's that's what I want. Make it happen. Yeah. Pay him all the money. Because technically, he hasn't been bought out yet, correct? Not yet. They were, they were working on it, but he hasn't been bought out yet. Yeah, they sure have been working on it a long time. Hmm. Hmm. He, he was on a media call the other day, and he said he couldn't comment on CM Punk's status. So, hmm. 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 Interesting. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll find out this weekend. I'm sure you're just excited to see them back. I, I am ready to see it. I'm just ready to either move on with this whole thing that, you know, it was a work or that it's just, it's over. And I was at first, I was there with you, just move on. And now I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't blame you because that would be insane <laughs> if that happened. So I don't blame you at all. But yeah, I'm also just like, I'm, I'm ready to move on from that whole situation. I think them, I mean, I think either way, them back, they, it, it is moving on. I think yeah. having them all suspended, you're not moving on, but now they're back, so you're moving on. So regardless if he comes back or not, it's fine, but that's just what yeah. I want. And you know, I love chaos. So let's go. More chaos. And then Soraya making her entering return after five years to take on Britt. Baker. Oh, this is going to be a, we talked about this, this is going to be a same thing as like a NAW with like a sting when he oh. came back. It's going to be like, okay, let's. I know she's going she's gonna to take a bump and she's going to like grab the back of her head and we're all going to be like, is she really her? Oh my goodness. You I know. know? So it's <laughs> it's going to affect the match until no matter how good the match is, until you know she's okay, like, officially know and i'm not talking about like oh she walked to the back i mean like you like she's cleared to have another match like yeah. it's gonna take me a minute she, can, she has a future in <laughs> and you're like okay she's back back okay yeah okay i can appreciate and even then it's, it'll still take multiple matches but i won't be able to even really appreciate that first match back until i know she's okay for a few matches then and, i can the same way with like a thing when he had even when he had his first match it was one thing but you're like okay you know how long is this gonna yep go on and luckily he's still here and he's still doing it so that which is good and hopefully we'll be able to say the same thing for Soraya. yeah i mean and if sting were to get hurt now you're not going back to that old thing you're like oh well he's just older and, yeah and he's been doing some stuff for a little bit now so you know that'd be the same situation if she got hurt a year from now you wouldn't be like she should have never came back unless yeah. it was really really bad neck injury you know but anyway good luck to, to her oh, not good luck don't say that uh hopefully Hope it goes well. <laughs> We're in for it to go well. Stay safe, everybody. And yeah. Yeah. And then we got the steel cage match, the grudge match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know my thoughts. I've talked enough about that, so. Yeah. It's a good it match. should it should be really good though. They have a good they have a good track record with cage matches, I'd say. So this should be fun. Well, 
if you're locked in the cage with a dinosaur, you should be murdered. With a master's so, degree? So, you know, it should be <laughs> Luchasaurus who goes over, but, you know. Probably. That's just me. <laughs> We shall see, though. Maybe they'll maybe they'll surprise us. Oh, I mean, I won't. I won't be surprised if Jungle Boy wins. I just no. I, I, no I meant with Luchasaurus winning because I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because that's what we figure. Yeah, that they're gonna do it. Put Jungle Boy over. Yeah. And from there, TBS Championship match: Jade Cargo will defend against Nyla Rose. Should be a okay match, I guess. Yeah, sure. Should be fine. They've been still got too much to say. They've been feuding for a little bit. They collide at full gear. There we go. There it is. This match, this next match, it'll be interesting. I'm not, it's not what I kind of anticipated from this storyline. So I'm kind of feel weird going into it. Should be good though. Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, Claudio Castagnoli, Fatal Four Way for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yeah, I don't really understand why Sammy's in it. Yeah, I'd, but, I don't know either. You know, but whatever. I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess to, to you know, be the guy doing a lot of crazy, some high flying stuff. Maybe they just wanted somebody. They want there. a little bit of everything probably from this match. So yeah, like, you add a different element. So you go in and do your thing. Exactly. But I still think they could have used somebody else to do that, but. I guess I guess it would be like, well, who who's on TV enough? Who you know? Because I don't watch enough to know that. So I'm like, who brings anything like what he brings to the table? Who's constantly on TV? And if there's nobody, yeah. well, then there you go. <laughs> and then the interim AEW Women's Championship match: Tony Storm, Jamie Hader. Put just put the bet on Jamie. Just do it. Yeah, it's weird. We were just talking about it. this because we were talking about the possibility of you know Mercedes or Sasha Banks. You know, because so it seems like she's making a decision very soon. Yes, and so people who think she's gonna be there at full gear, which which is possible. But I said to you, like, I'm not sure if I think that's plan for her like it'll be a she'd get a huge pop it would be a big deal but look what's going on with tony storm she's the champ and it's not really anything memorable i mean you're literally like you're you're like put on hater now i know you're a bigger hater fan and yeah so am I actually but if you were really like if you were really into what tony storm was doing then it wouldn't matter how big of a fan you were of hater. You would be like, it's not the time yet to take it off the storm. Mm -hmm. And because they don't make her feel like the champ. I mean, they've, they've been pushing Soraya and Britt more. And I know people can say it's because she's coming back, but you're, you're, that's the championship. Yep. And this exactly. should be a huge deal. And so when I see those things, I go, okay, I mean, you know, if you want to come to this and have that same type of thing possibly happen, if it seems like if you're not Brit, 
then you don't get the attention. And I don't, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Brit. She's great. She is. But when she's the champ, she gets all the attention and she gets it even when she's not because she's great. But you have to try to do that with the other champs too. And I just haven't seen that yet. Now, maybe people will say, well, they're just not that good. And, and Mercedes would be, I mean, that's, that's a, I guess a fair point, but I just haven't seen it yet with anybody else. So yeah, no, that's fair. But I'm with you. I mean, like I, I do think put it on hater and let's let's see what happens. Cause it's like it's it is gonna be really easy for them to just do the angle with Brit now. And it's not gonna hit the same like it would have. So if you wanna make that interesting again and add an interesting element, give her the belt. And let's just do something different and unexpected instead of just like you know, basically putting it off until now, which is pretty much what it looks like they're doing because of Soraya. But that's what's funny about this. Like this, literally, all the other times that they could have pulled that trigger were the right times. This does not feel like the right time to do it at all. Yeah, not anymore. And so that's why it's like, wow. I mean, again, like if they do it, you're like, you really dropped the ball on this. Yeah. How did... It was a slam dunk. So we'll see. Like, like this is the first time in, in a few that I'm like, do not have this happen right now. You yeah. can put that on hater, but you can't have the, the actual turn turn happen. You can put yeah, it no, on no, no. and then we can and we can get to there. But yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that way would be a lot better. Uh, can't wait for this one. The AEW tag team title match, the acclaimed swerve in our glory. Three. I've been loving I, I've been loving all of this with these guys. They're really good together. I can't wait for this one. I'll be doing anything else during this match. I, I love Swerve and I love Keith Lee, but I do not like the acclaim, even a little. Like they I'm on a level of annoyance with them that I just can't. I I can't deal with it. When when it's the same thing when I when I like somebody and other people don't, it makes me like them more. And when yeah. I don't like and somebody, it's the and, effect yeah. And when I don't like somebody and people like love them, then I just loathe them. And now I went from not really caring to I can't stand them. And so yeah, Ooh, I, no, I will not be paying any attention i will are watching and i like i said i will go find something else to do anything during that match <laughs> boo. Yeah, that's fine you can boo me it's fine i'll be booing them if i'm paying any attention <laughs> without paying attention and then the main event the aew world championship match john moxley defending against MJF, is it his time? It's so weird. Like I, I don't know, right? I mean, you think that they're gonna give it to him, but at the same time, with everything that's happened, you're just like, should they? <laughs> yeah. So it's a weird situation, but I guess in this instance, and really in all of them, just as long as it's a great match. Who cares? 
you know? Yeah. So, and it will yeah. be, it definitely will be with these two. They're going to, they're going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. And we shall see if Moxley hangs on or if MJF has his crowning moment. We shall see. But yeah, that, that's what full gear is looking like for this weekend. All and then right, right. next weekend, we'll have Survivor Series War Games. So they're starting to set the table for the matches there. I saw they, uh, AJ Styles challenged Ben Ballard to a one-on-one match for the pay-per-view. So I think that's something that will be going down. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good match. Uh, and something I didn't even talk about uh, that has to do with War Games now, Mia Yim. Mia Yim's back in WWE, and she looks like she'll be involved in War Games with uh, Bianca's team against Damage Control. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I did see she was back. I, I saw she was back because Shelton Benjamin was trending. <laughs> and, on it, and then... And people were talking about Mia Yim and Shelton Benjamin. I was like, oh, yeah, that dynamic is back. Yes. That's awesome. But, yeah, no, congrats to her. And, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm good. Nothing else, WWE. He's like, nah, because we're going to talk about them a lot. Yeah, next week, there'll definitely be a lot to talk about. Worry, that paper, I am looking forward to Survivor Series a lot. That should be really good. We shall see. All right. Well, enjoy enjoy the pay-per-view. You said it's tomorrow? Yes. Enjoy that, everyone, tomorrow. Now let's talk mm-hmm. some MCU. <clears throat> so, real quick, we haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet. We're going to see it this week. And yes. So we don't, I don't think any of what I'm going to say is a spoiler. This is just rumors. And I mean, to me, this is basic, just, I won't say knowledge, but <laughs> kind knowledge. of. So, so here's the first rumor I got is after, you know, what happens in Wakanda Forever, there's supposed to be a war for vibranium that's going to begin in the MCU and it'll have Talakan. That's Namars, or they call him Namor in, in this, Namor. I believe. Yeah. That's you know, his underwater city. Instead of Atlantis, it's Tolokan. And Wakanda at the center of, of this war for vibranium. But obviously it's going to involve the MCU. So it said both Captain America 4 and the Thunderbolts movies are going to be addressing that storyline in one way or the other. So, you know, it's going to be something that that affects other movies. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, no, I mean, it's awesome. You know, when you go back to the to the first phases, you know, yes, all all roads ended up leading to the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos. But there were so many other storylines going on that, you know, that got us there. And so, you know vibranium is a big deal and now the world is finding out that you know wakanda has it and you know we haven't seen like i said we haven't seen it yet so we don't know what happened and and does 
well, does the whole world know about vibranium? And th- now everybody wants a piece. Like, what, what's going on? Or is it just that, you know, Namor and his people want it? They want control of it. Yeah. Who knows? But Who knows? it's going to be a huge deal. That's awesome. speaking, speaking of the Thunderbolts, <clears throat> there's a rumor going around that they're going to introduce the Squadron Supreme into the MCU in the Thunderbolts movie. Now, I've always looked at the Squadron Supreme as a villain group, but some people are saying superhero group, and I'm like, "Eh, I mean, I kind of always looked at them as villains, especially Hyperion, (laughs) who is a very powerful, like, kind of Superman of the of Marvel kind of character. But the the original Squadron Supreme is kind of like they have a lot of guys that are like Justice League, um, almost variant. You know, they're like uh, I can't I can't remember their names, but there's a lady who kind of, you know you could compare her to Wonder Woman and things yeah. like that. And yeah. so you know some people some people don't really like that, and I'm I'm kind of one of them. I hope it's more of a later Squadron Supreme that that just has characters that you're not comparing really too much. I mean, Hyperion, they're going to compare him to Superman, but I think he's different enough, you know, mm. where the other people are, it is literally the first thing that you think of. Like, for example, so in Eternals, like Icarus, everybody compared him to Superman, right? But did you really get Superman vibes from him? No. That's kind of, yeah, me neither. So that's how I, that's how I feel about Hyperion. But some of the other ones, they're looking, even their names. And again, I can't totally remember their names right now. And I didn't write them down. So if I would say them, you'd be like, oh, okay. yeah." <laughs> but but anyways, I mean, that's just an, another team. And, and hopefully villains, because you want a villain team. You know, you're getting villains, but you're not getting these, you're getting, you know, hero teams and stuff like that. But where are the villain teams? And and we'll say the Thunderbolts, but we all kind of know like this Thunderbolts isn't a villain team, really. They're kind of just misguided. So lost souls, lost souls coming together and they might be doing bad things, but I'm. I think everybody feels like the Thunderbolts are going to be, or most of them are going to end up, you know, being good. Yeah. The end of the whole thing. Maybe they're doing what somebody says because, you know, they're taking orders and then they realize this is crap, you know, but anyways, yeah. Squadron Supreme could be a, could be a really big deal <laughs> and it could be, you know, is it going to be, there's different versions of the team and not just versions, there's there's ones from other, you know, universe, and then there's the ones from the regular universe. So which one are they going to do? And that kind of leads me into the next thing, because the multiverse is obviously a big part of this phase, or the phase is, I should say. And so Marvel Studios is reported, reportedly planning for Avengers Secret Wars to include almost every major character from every Marvel film and so they can try to make it bigger than Endgame, and they want to have a you know a portal inspired theme some or, or scene, not exactly 
the same with the portals, but something like that, that assembles heroes from across the whole on-screen multiverse. So... Mm. Oh, snap. So, you know, you're going to have, like, the Loki... Loki series is going on in another universe, right? But Loki could appear in Secret Wars because he's from another universe. And and if this Squadron Supreme is from another universe, then you can have some of those guys. And you can you can have them anyway. But just the fact that they're saying that shows that they've they're gotta they've gotta be introducing more teams from other universes. Which yeah. Which is, I think, really interesting. Or you at least got to, you know, acknowledge these other universes more. The only one you've really mm-hmm. truly acknowledged. I mean, I guess you can say, well, you've acknowledged, you know, in, in Spider-Man. You've, you've acknowledged where Tobey Maguire's Parker mm-hmm. came from and where Andrew Garfield's. And then Multiverse of Madness, because where the Illuminati were. But... Those heroes are all dead, so. <laughs> like, yeah. but, but you can still say they came from those universes and people would be okay with it. But I think you just need to do more. And they have plenty of time to do that. So it just makes it interesting. Yeah. Like, oh, what are they going to do? I, I want to see this. Yeah. And I, obviously it said Marvel's on-screen multiverse. So that also includes the TV shows. So there you go. Very interesting. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully they they do it well. Yeah, I hope. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I, that's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, once once we see Wakanda Forever, we'll know how you know how they ended Phase Four. And yep. I thought it started good, and then it kind of. It didn't. It didn't hit a wall. Like I don't think it was bad. I just think they tried things. They introduced a lot of new characters, which they needed to do. But I can totally see why people feel like they not drop the ball. Well, in a way, because I do think, like with Thor: Love and Thunder, and with Multiverse of Madness, that they dropped the ball. I believe that a hundred percent. But the ones, even like She-Hulk, though, I wasn't like a fan or or of the show. I'm, I'm a fan of She-Hulk, but not the show. And same thing like Moon Knight. Like, I don't think they were great, but they were trying something. And it didn't work for me, but it worked for others. So that's totally fine. I have no problem with that. So as long as Wakanda Forever hits, like, you know, I mean, it's, what, 330 million worldwide first week. Getting great reviews. So it seems like it's hitting pretty good. And then, you know, I think it's just that get your confidence back that, okay, yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, relax. And I'm, I'm still that way. I, I still feel like, yeah, they know what they're doing. But if it were to be bad, like if we go to see it and then we're like, you know what? I, I don't know. Like I didn't feel it. Then it's either two things. One, they are dropping the ball or two, we're just getting a little, I guess, just, burnt out or something <laughs> you Maybe. know which i've always thought it was ridiculous i'm like i'm never gonna get tired of comedy movies but i guess if that happened some people would say well if you didn't like this then you are i'm like no i 
I love comic book movies, but Multiverse of Madness and Thor were not very yeah, good. Right. Yeah, no. Especially not really. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's all. That's all the MCU talk. That wraps it up on our end in our multiverse. So thank you for listening to us talk about what we talk about. Enjoy yep. your your football, your even though we didn't talk basketball, your basketball, wrestling, your Marvel shows, movies, whatever you do. And we will see you next week. Peace out.